the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This peace will guard your heart and your mind and keep the anxiety out and keep the worry out. Be people of prayer. Talk to God. Pour out your heart to Him. Make supplication to Him. Be thankful. Make supplication with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And you know what will happen? You'll have peace. Has the current pandemic left you feeling anxious or worried about many things? Are you fearful because of job insecurity or financial instability? Are you worried for your family and friends? These feelings are understandable. But in the midst of it all, are you still seeking the Lord? Take time to listen to Pastor Dan's message today. His teaching will encourage you to be a person of prayer and to seek the Lord no matter the circumstance. For even when the world seems chaotic, God is peace and is in control. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, The Remedy for Anxiety. If you're tuning in and you are dealing with anxiety and fear and worry about the future, this is a passage for you. These are scripture for you. This passage really gives us the remedy for anxiety, the remedy for anxiety. So Philippians chapter four, beginning in verse four, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, the book of Philippians is one of the Apostle Paul's prison epistles. And the reason it's called a prison epistle is because Paul penned this letter while he was in prison in the city of Rome. He also penned Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon while he was in prison in Rome. So those four books are considered the prison epistles. Uh, Paul's imprisonment in Rome, it was more like a house arrest. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 28, verses 30 and 31, we're told that as Paul was under house arrest in Rome, he was confined to his home by order of the Roman government, and he was able to receive visitors. He was still able to minister. So it was, 
It was more like house arrest. In some ways, similar to the circumstances that we find ourselves in uh, today. We've been told by our government to to stay at home, and we're limited on the amount of travel we can do right now. Most people are working from home and hunkering down at home. Some communities are told to shelter in place. And that was, in a way, similar to Paul's circumstances. He was required to stay in his house, under house of rest in Rome. And one of the things that really stands out to us about Paul when he was confined to his house, is that Paul was filled with joy. Despite his circumstances, Paul was filled with joy. Despite being stuck in his house all the time, he was filled with joy. And we see joy throughout the book of Philippians. Paul's circumstances didn't get him down. There's no hint of anxiety or fear in Paul's letter to the Philippians. So what was Paul's secret? How did he remain so positive and joyful in his circumstances? Well, well, that's what we're going to get into here in Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse 4 again. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Again, Paul writes this from prison, and he tells the Philippians to rejoice Always. And it's actually written as a command here. Paul's not suggesting that they rejoice. He doesn't say, hey, why don't you give this a try and see if this works? He commands them rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He repeats it a second time in case we didn't hear him the first time. Rejoice in the Lord. Find your joy in the Lord. Now, this is something that we can do. This is something practical that we can do. We can rejoice in the Lord. There's so much around us right now that's changing. So much around us right now that is dynamic and in flux. But you know that God hasn't changed. God is the same. He doesn't change. God is still on his throne. God is our rock. God is our firm foundation. And God doesn't change. God is our Father in heaven, who knows our needs before we even ask Him. And so, we can rejoice in the Lord. There's lots of things that we can rejoice about. And I think a good thing for us to do during this time, during this shutdown that we're in, I think it would be good to make a list of all the things that you can rejoice about right now. You know, we, you know if you're like me, you're looking at news articles and watching and you're receiving text messages and and all of this bad news is coming our way right now. Crazy stuff. And a good thing for us to do is just to take some time to make a list of all the things that we can rejoice in that the Lord has done and the Lord is doing for us. Maybe you can write it in a journal or write it in the back of your Bible or make a list and put it on your refrigerator, of just rejoicing in the Lord, the good things the Lord has done. I've enjoyed the last week or so looking on social media and seeing all the things that you're all doing uh, with your family as a result of this shutdown. You know, and some of you I've seen are baking bread together and doing arts and crafts together. 
Uh, at our home, our family painted the living room this week, and we're working on a thousand-piece puzzle together, and we can rejoice in the Lord. We can rejoice in the Lord that he has slowed down our lives and given us time together with our families. And that's just one reason to rejoice. We have lots of reasons to rejoice despite our circumstances. The Apostle Paul rejoiced in the Lord despite his circumstances. Verse 5 says, let your gentleness be known to all men. Again, this is a command. Let your gentleness be known to all people. I think this is great. You know, the word gentleness here, it means patience. It means softness. It means yieldingness. It means an unwillingness to fight or contend with others. This is a great verse for us in the time that we're in. You know, on one hand, we rejoice In the Lord that he has provided all this time together with our families. And at the same time, we're stuck in our houses all day with our families. (laughs) And so we need gentleness. We need gentleness. We need patience with each other. Paul commands, let your gentleness be known to all. Now, according to Galatians 5.23, gentleness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's something that the Holy Spirit produces in us as we walk in the Spirit. Another thing that we can do is pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit is described as a helper. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us walk in the Spirit during this time, during this season that we find ourselves in. And ask that God would give us the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We need God to be at work in us during this time. So let your gentleness be known to all men. And then verse 5 says, the Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. This pandemic is a reminder, if not a wake-up call, to the church that the Lord is at hand. Jesus is coming back for his church. Jesus is coming back for his bride. And when he comes back, we want to be found ready and waiting and watching for him to come. And I believe that God is using this pandemic and all the events surrounding this pandemic to wake up his church all over the world. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 says, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Now is the time to wake up. Now is the time to get serious about Jesus. Because our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Now that brings us to verse 6, where it says, Be anxious For nothing. Now remember, Paul wrote this from prison. Paul's future was uncertain. And he's telling the Philippians, be anxious for nothing. There's nothing that we should be anxious about. Again, this is a command. So more literally, it's stop being anxious. 
Of course, a lot of people are anxious these days. A lot of people are scared and a lot of people are worried. So how do we stop? How do we stop being anxious? Well, this word anxious is found 19 times in the New Testament. It's also translated worry or care. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, don't worry about your life. It's the same word. This word anxious or worry or care in the Greek, it's actually a compound word. It's two words that are stuck together. It comes from a word that means to tear or to divide. And the second word means the mind. And so the word anxious, it literally means to tear the mind or to divide the mind. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And I would say that's a pretty good description of anxiety. Anxiety is when our mind is torn. It's when our mind is divided by different thoughts, good thoughts and bad thoughts, true thoughts and false thoughts. Anxiety takes your mind in two different directions. James describes it this way. He says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And here Paul gives a prescription for anxiety. If anxiety is the problem, here's the remedy. Here's how to stop being anxious. He says in verse 6, be anxious for nothing. Stop being anxious But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The remedy is to replace our anxiety with something else. Paul here, he's contrasting the two. And Paul is saying essentially, you know, don't do this, but do this instead. Replace your anxiety. Well, replace your anxiety with what? With prayer. Prayer is our secret weapon against anxiety. Paul uses four words here. He uses the word prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and requests. So first of all, prayer. What is prayer? Well, prayer is just a general word that's used in the Bible, and it simply means talking to God. Talking to God. Replace your anxiety with prayer. Talk to God. If you're anxious, if you're worried, Talk to God. In Psalm 62, verse 8, it says, Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Pour out your heart to God. If you're fearful, if you're anxious, if you're worried, pour out your heart to God. Pray. Talk to Him. Talk to God. One of the things I believe that God is doing, and God is doing, God is working, God is on the move, and I think that one of the things that God is doing in the lives of Christians in the world today, is He is calling us up. He is calling us to up our game. 
up our prayer life, up our evangelism, up our walk. He's calling us to take it up a notch. And so if you're anxious, pray. Talk to God about it. Be anxious for nothing. Pray about everything, it says. Nothing is too unimportant for God. We're to pray about everything. Be anxious for nothing and pray about everything. That's what we're to do. Be anxious for nothing and pray about everything. Now the next word we have here is supplication. Supplication. Supplication means asking. Asking. It means asking God to do something. And we want to ask with thanksgiving. That's our next word. Ask with thanksgiving. Be thankful. We're to be thankful even when circumstances are bad. We have reason to be thankful all the time. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks. In everything to give thanks. Again, I think that this is a good time for us to think on all the things that we're thankful for in the situation we're facing. It's so easy to get sucked into the news and sucked into the headlines and hear the latest reports and to be overcome by anxiety and fear. But instead, we should just take time to think on the things that we're thankful for in the situation we're in. And then notice, let your requests be made known to God. We don't make demands of God, we make requests. And maybe he'll say yes, maybe he'll say no, maybe he'll say wait, maybe he'll say not now. But we're just making a request. Just as Jesus in Gethsemane, he made his request known to the Father. Father, if there's any way for this cup to pass from me. But then Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. It's a request. Now, if we do this, if we follow this prescription, if we follow this formula, here's the promise in verse 7. Don't miss this. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now here he talks about the peace of God. This is different from peace with God. Peace with God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. When we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, And we ask him to forgive us of our sins and to be our Lord and be our Savior. Jesus forgives us of our sins. He reconciles us to the Father. And then we have peace with God. This is describing the peace of God or the peace that comes from God. It's described in verse 7, notice, as a peace that passes understanding. And I want you to note this with me. It is not a peace that comes from understanding. We think, we tend to think, that if we just understand the situation, we'll have peace. We are seeking peace that comes from understanding. If I can just understand the extent of this coronavirus and how bad it will get, If I can just understand how bad the economy will become. If I understand what's going to happen with the stock market. And how long all these things will last. And how long I'm going to have to work from home. And how long am I going to have to practice social distancing. And all of this. If I can just 
understand it, then I can make sense of it. We naturally seek a peace that comes from understanding. But God doesn't offer us a peace that comes from understanding. He offers us a peace that passes our understanding. In other words, it's a peace even though we don't understand things. Even though we don't understand the situation. Even though our questions are unanswered. And notice what it says here. The peace of God which passes understanding. It will guard our hearts and our minds. Now this is a military term that's used here. It's used to describe a soldier standing guard. Guarding a gate for example at a military base. To use kind of a modern image. The peace of God. And I want you to understand this and get what Paul is saying here about the peace of God. The peace of God It stands guard now at the gate to our heart and the gate to our mind. Keep anxiety and worry out. It doesn't allow anxiety and worry to enter in. Just like a soldier standing guard at a gate to a military installment or a military base. The peace of God now guards our heart and our mind. It stands guard It keeps anxiety and worry and fear out. In Isaiah chapter 26, we're told that God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. He keeps him in perfect peace. We've got perfect peace. Not a peace that comes from understanding. Not a peace that comes from having all my questions answered. But it's a peace that passes understanding. And that peace It guards our heart and our mind. And that peace, it's perfect peace for the person whose mind is just fixed on God. And so in this passage, we begin with anxiety and we end with peace. And in between is prayer. Prayer is the secret weapon that we have. Prayer is the remedy that God has provided. You start with anxiety, you're anxious, you're worried, you're concerned, you're afraid. And then there's prayer, there's supplication, there's thanksgiving, there's requests, and the result, peace. That's the process. That's the process that takes us from anxiety to peace. Prayer. Prayer is God's remedy for anxiety. And may we replace our anxieties with prayer so that we can enjoy the peace of God. Not a peace that's going to come from understanding what's happening because we don't understand. It seems like it's changing every day. There's new information every day. Our peace doesn't come from understanding. It's a peace that passes understanding. And this peace will guard your heart and your mind And keep the anxiety out. And keep the worry out. Be people of prayer. Talk to God. Pour out your heart to Him. Make supplication to Him. Be thankful. Make supplication with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And you know what will happen? You'll have peace. You may not understand what's going on with the coronavirus or the economy or the stock market or your job or anything else. 
but you'll have peace. The peace that comes from God. He asked me how I know and I say brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan. It's easy to lose your faith when you see the broken things of the world. The darkness and pain can deeply affect your spiritual life if you let it. But as you heard from Pastor Dan today, the Lord is where your true help comes from. He is still present, even when things like fear and anxiety creep in. He is still holy, even when tragedies like a global pandemic change your entire world. Put your faith in the one who is faithful and lay your fear at the feet of Jesus. This world is not your final home. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart that is geared towards spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and we welcome anyone and everyone to worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're in the area on a Sunday morning, why not join us for a time of worship and Bible study? We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, head to calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. That's all for today, but be sure to tune in next time to learn more from God's Word right here on Ring of Truth. Reach to